right. Well, Seth is not feeling well today, so it's just me. Oh, no. Okay, great. Yeah, we've been having... We've been having a lot of fun here because we've. You're at a six one five number, right? Have you gotten a lot of snow? We we actually haven't. I know there's been. Okay. Yeah, I'm in Nashville, Tennessee. Okay. I know there's been plenty elsewhere, but we haven't seen snow yet here. Yeah. Well, we had a, a huge storm this week, and so and we our station is literally out in the middle of nowhere. Oh wow! I mean, so and there's blowing and drifting snow and all that stuff. Oh so. my goodness. So besides that and people being sick, it's been just a little bit of a challenge. <laughs> wow, it sounds like it. <laughs> but uh, but glad to be here, glad to be talking with you. And uh, just just so I know, your name is Bronlewee, or is that right? Or is it? Yeah, Matt Bronlewee. Okay, oh, good, good, good. Um, I'm ready to go if you're ready. Sure, that's great. All right, we can get started. We can get started at three, two, one. Have you ever sponsored a child through Compassion International? You may be sponsoring a child now. If so, you know what a joy it is to be part of a child's life a world away and the connection you have with that child while you invest in their lives and development and hear from them and the special letters you can receive. Who was the person that began the ministry to children that has transformed the lives of Millions of kids around the world. Well, we're going to find out this morning as we highlight the life of Everett Swanson in a conversation with award-winning producer and songwriter Matt Bronlewey. The book is What Are You Going to Do? The Inspiring Story of Everett Swanson and the Founding of Compassion International. Good morning, Matt. Hello. How's it going? It's going well, and I'm just so excited to talk about this because I have a couple kids that I sponsor through Compassion International and know what a difference that compassion makes in communities all over the world. So the man who was inspired to get Compassion International started, Everett Swanson, how did that story come about? Yeah, well, he grew up in Illinois, uh, Sycamore, Illinois, eventually became a pastor in Chicago, Illinois, and he was on a worldwide tour, ended up in Korea, And there he had his coat stolen by a child, ran after him. And this is in 1951, 52. So this is the height of the Korean War. Mm. And Everett takes after this kid. Uh, The kid ditches the coat. Everett goes to pick it up. And underneath is this shivering child. Uh, He immediately Mm. goes to get some food, some blankets, brings it back to this child. And there's more, dozens more. And he realizes that there's all these orphans that have been kind of stranded and orphaned during this war, um, and his heart breaks for these children. And as he's leaving to go back to America, a Korean pastor approaches him and says, now that you've seen the tremendous need and opportunity, what are you going to do? And that question burned in Everett. And so for the rest of his life, he dedicated himself to helping those children. So how did he come up with the idea of child sponsorship? Was Compassion International the first to do it like this? You know, they weren't the first to do it, but it wasn't widespread. Um, It was a model that he'd seen elsewhere. It had been implemented um, in kind of smaller ways. And so he thought that that would be the perfect way um, in order to get things started. And, you know, when they first started, 
Uh, it was only like $4 a month. Uh, when you got a packet, you did get a picture of the child, got some information about them. Um, and at that point, people actually had some direct contact. So they were able to later on send gifts directly to their children. Um, you know, now it's kind of funneled through the organization for safety protocols and all the right reasons <laughs> yeah. and for translation and things like that. Um, but yeah, the sponsorship model was one of the reasons that things took off very quickly for him in the early 1950s. So how did he get the word out at that time period? You know, he was connected to the Baptist Conference at the time. Uh, He did have some connections, but it's really wild. I mean, when you look at it, you just see God's providential work in play in terms of how the word spread so quickly. Um, Even when he came back to Korea, came back to America from Korea for the first time, uh, there was the first check that he got was in Seattle from a woman who wanted to give uh, to help with the relief efforts in Korea. Uh, when he got finally home in Chicago, there was a check waiting for him for $1,000 um, from a family in Nebraska that had sent it for relief work. Mm-hmm. And so the word spread quickly. And, and also he was out there like going to churches, you know, showing the pictures of the children, uh, showing films of what mm-hmm. he saw overseas. Um, he really hit the pavement and just spread the word about what needed to happen there. One thing I don't think people realize is how expansive the ministry is to these kids in these centers. They keep very close track of the children's spiritual, emotional, physical progress. And and they even have huge books on every child Um is that something that Everett came up with, or is that just evolved from, from the organization? Yeah, you know, it's it's evolved over the years, uh, especially these days with all the digital technology that they have to track these things. But yeah, they had, uh, you know, files on every single child back in the day, you know, all the history that they could find out about the child, whatever they could find. You know, I mean, again, some of these children were orphaned, you know, parents killed during the war, and they would find them at the age of three or four. And so there might not be much information, but for whatever information they could put together, they would do that. And yeah, I've seen firsthand, my wife and I were able to go to Guatemala a few years ago and to visit our children that we sponsored there. And it was so moving and so touching. And it's like, it was amazing to see the care that was provided for Mm -hmm. them by Compassion firsthand. Um, I should also say, too, Everett was my wife's great uncle. So this oh, has wow. not just been um, incredible. It, it's, I mean, it's been amazing because Everett was such an amazing guy, but it's also been a family story. Mm. And that's put um, just a, an incredible other angle on the entire thing for me. So do you have a number of how many children Compassion has helped through sponsors? Well, I do know that right now, you know, there are more than 2 million children that wow. are being helped. Wow. Um, you know, and if you look back at the very earliest of days, mm. uh, you know, he started with just a few dozen, you know, in the first orphanage that they were caring for. So when you think about that, you know, you scroll all the way back to 1952 mm. uh, when he started the, the um, Everett Swanson Evangelistic Association, and you come to now, you know, we're coming up on... on almost the 75th 
year anniversary of Compassion. It's coming up in 2027. Wow. wow. Um, and so to see the growth, to see the expansion is just miraculous. So how many countries is Compassion involved with? You know, I think I'd need to maybe look that up. I know that it's, I think it's more than 27. Wow. <laughs> I'd have to direct people to the website to get mm-hmm. that down. That's that's something I should probably know. <laughs> well, it is an amazing thing how it, it's all around the world now. And as you think about Everett's life, I mean, he was your wife's great uncle, so you're familiar with his story. Um, what happened after this ministry really took off in Everett's life? What was the rest yeah. of the story? Yeah, uh, Everett sadly passed away in 1965. Um, his wife, Miriam, who had been the vice president, took over. And she was able to step in with the help of, of many other people. Um, and then over the course of the years, uh, the organization began to grow, began to move into new countries. Um, in the early 90s, Korea actually uh, flipped. Um, South Korea became a sponsoring country. Wow. So they, they no longer needed aid. And now today... Uh, I think they're second only to America in terms of the number of children that they sponsor and help. Mm. Um, So it's just amazing to look at how things have transformed over the years. You know, if Everett were still alive today, I'm sure his his mind would just be blown. (laughs) Yes, yes. Well, the, the title of the book is What Are You Going to Do? And that is a really, um, I I guess, a question for each of us. as we see things in our world that, that need addressing, that need yeah. us to jump in and become involved in. So if Everett was going to speak with each of us today about some of the challenges in our world today, what do you think he'd say? You know, it's, it's quite obvious from Everett's life. Um, you know, we, we can look at compassion in two ways. You know, at Compassion Headquarters, they would talk about compassion, you know, big C compassion, little c compassion. Big C Compassion was obviously the organization and all the things that were happening with that. Little C Compassion is, is like the daily life of it, you know, mm. the people that we interact with. Um, and that was the source of, you know, where the name came from. I mean, you know, we, we see that in the April-May newsletter that, that Everett put out in 1959, that's the first time he uses the word compassion uh, for the newsletter that was being put out. And he takes that from Matthew 15, 32, where it says, I have compassion on the multitude. I will not send them away hungry. Um, He obviously knew that caring for these people who had, you know, so little, Hmm. um, you know, caring for orphans and widows just meant so much to him. And so, you know, I think we look at the work of compassion today, um, and it's so meaningful. And it's in so many countries now, too. I mean, it's just It's sad to think that this is still something that we're dealing with on the level that we're dealing with it today. You know, it hasn't gone Mm -hmm. away. Um, uh, And there's still so much work to be done. Um, But it is cool to see that, you know, these little seeds that Everett planted back so many years ago um, have sprouted into, you know, massive oak trees, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. Well, as you were involved in this project, Matt, we're talking with Matt Brown-Louis and uh, as you were involved in this project, what really changed you, or did something just jump out at you that, that really impacted you? You know, there were so many things. Um, one great delight through this project was 
um, I had the privilege of working very closely with David Swanson, who was Everett's eldest son. He's 85 now and, you know, sharp as a tack, and he just had so many amazing stories to tell me about his dad. And, and, you know, it's like they say sometimes don't meet your heroes, but I honestly really wish I could meet Everett. He just, mm-hmm. you know, it's just amazing to look at the man that he was and the faith with which he walked uh, when he would meet with people in Korea, he'd go to an orphanage where they were desperate for funding, and he would walk in and take a look at things, make sure that everything was was looking all right, and he'd be like, "I'm I'm going to help you out." And you know, like a week later, all of a sudden, funds would start coming in. Mm-hmm. Um, and he wasn't a man of great means; he just had great faith. So I think that was very meaningful to me to see that. Um, and then, yeah, it's, it's just been, you know, awe-inspiring to look at the life of a man who set everything aside and dedicated himself to this one thing. Um, I think that's what, you know, the title, What Are You Going to Do, uh, really means. It's like, you know, for me, one of the questions was like, what had happened in Everett's life leading up to that moment when he was asked that question? What created the man that when asked that question, he would set aside everything and dedicate himself to that. Mm. So, and I think that's, that's, uh, that's a heavy question, and it's one that we do ask ourselves maybe daily, at least weekly, when we come across a situation um, and we see that somebody could be helped, maybe in very small ways, maybe in bigger ways. And somewhere in our mind, there's that question, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Um, and just to see that Everett answered it um, in such a big way and in such a faithful way, I think mm-hmm. just really made a huge impression upon me. Yeah. What a hero of the faith. And you think yeah. about uh, his life and how it's an example for all of us to do something, to do something with what God has given us and, and yeah, to be wholly tuned into what Jesus would want for us to do in having compassion on those around us. I just, it's a great story, and you can pick it up. The book is What Are You Going to Do? The Inspiring Story of Everett Swanson and the Founding of Compassion International. We've been talking about with Matt Bron-Louis. And uh, uh, Matt, I'm so grateful for you taking the time out to just uh, share his story with us, because in his story, hopefully it will inspire us to to follow Jesus more closely and, and put feet to our faith. Yes, thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Matt, that was really good. Thank you so much. I just uh, just love the work of Compassion.